Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Welcome back. Welcome back. Arthur and I are happy to have you on this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Psalm 139. And I know you're wondering, hey, why this sudden jump? Because the last Psalm was not from the 120s. So Arthur and I have actually discussed something. And Arthur, you want to you wanted to talk about it? Yeah, we've been praying, thinking, discerning, uh, and talking to each other about ending at 15 podcasts with uh, the Psalms uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, it just kind of works because there are there are 150 Psalms, so uh, 15 Psalms for 15 podcasts for 150 Psalms. Uh, that's so that's kind of the nice number there. Uh, but also too is that we don't want to get too repetitive. A lot of the Psalms, though they are important, they touch on every different aspect of the human experience. Um, we do not want to uh, just go on boring both ourselves and you in talking about them. Um, so each one has its importance in prayer. However, maybe not in podcasts, which is kind of what we're thinking. So. Uh, that's why we are going to be ending with 15 podcasts on the Psalms. And we're very excited for next week, which we are going to be doing our next season, season two on the virtues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm really, really excited about that. Virtues are near and dear to my heart uh, when it comes to my spiritual life. So I'm excited to see what we got going um, with that. So uh, the title of this psalm is The All-Knowing and Ever-Present God. This is going to be kind of a long one. So we figured, you know, if this is going to be our last podcast on our psal- on the psalms. So we might as well end it on a fairly long but probably top five psalms yeah this is a dynamic one yeah this is a fantastic one uh we were going through we were trying to decide since we had uh like 50 psalms to choose from 50 psalms left to choose from uh and we were looking through them and this one stood out to me and then um i i mentioned it to arthur and he was like oh yeah this one's yeah this one's it all right without any further ado lord you have probed me you know me you know when i sit and stand You understand my thoughts from afar. You sift through my travels and my rest. With all my ways you are familiar. Even before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it all. Behind and before you encircle me and rest your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, far too lofty for me to reach. Where can I go from your spirit? From your presence, where can I flee? If I ascend to the heavens, you are there. If I lay down in Sheol, there you are. If I take the wings of the dawn and dwell beyond the sea, even there your hand guides me. Your right hand holds me fast. If I say, surely darkness shall hide me, and the night shall be my light. Darkness is not dark for you, and night shines as the day. Darkness and light are but one. You formed my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My very self you know. My bones are not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, fashioned in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw me unformed. In your book all are written down. My days were shaped before one came to be. 
How precious to me are your designs, O God, how vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the sands. When I complete them, still you are with me. When you would destroy the wicked, O God, the bloodthirsty depart from me. Your foes who conspire a plot against you are exalted in vain. Do I not hate, Lord, those who hate you? Those who raise against you, do I not loathe? With fierce hatred I hate them. Enemies, I count them as my own. Probe me, God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. See if there is a wicked path in me. Lead me along an ancient path. That was a long one. That <laughs> yeah, was a long one. Uh, any first impressions? Um, as normal, I'd like to take this chronological order of what has hit me. Um, Lord, you have probed me and you know me. And everything that follows... Uh, is something that also kind of hit me this time reading through. You sift through my travels and my rest. With all my ways you are familiar. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it all. It, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's kind of hit me pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, one, for many of us, because of COVID or because of whatever life situations we're in, you know, maybe we're not really thinking, oh, wow, like, I really like where I'm at, you know. Um, maybe some of us have had to take jobs that maybe we wouldn't normally take. I mean, I'm definitely counted in that. The job that I have taken is not my field to study. It wouldn't be my first choice. But, I mean, it's what God has offered to me, you know. And um, there, there is something that's good to be seen in that. His ways are greater than ours. And it speaks to that later on. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, far too lofty for me to reach. Yeah, there's a peace and a comfort that um, I'm not the one who is in charge solely of guiding my own life. In the more recent years, probably within the last three or four years, four years, I'd probably say, I've come to a deeper understanding of what God's providence is. And it's a very complex, messy thing, right? Your eyes saw me unformed in your book, all are written down. My days were shaped before one came to be. Um, so it's a very interesting concept of providence, of this certain sense of that, like this kind of points to this analogy of like our lives are already written out and we're just kind of reading along and it's God who already wrote the story. But that's not really how the church actually looks at providence. It's a lot more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. It's it's um, the best word to describe is co-creation, right? And it's easy to look at my own personal life without the complexity of other people's desires and other people's mistakes, or even my own desires and my own mistakes. To be able to come up with this like nice, clean, like, Yes, I'm already, I'm I'm just living the life that God already wrote down for me. And, and that's not really the case, at least from what theology and experience have pointed to for me in my life. Um, it's very, very um, co-creation, very, very messy, yet beautiful. There's a certain sense of the Lord takes my messes, the Lord takes the messes of others and makes them something glorious and beautiful and greater than what we had originally planned. I mean... If we look at the fall of Adam, right, that was that was a fall. That was a mistake. That was not what God wanted. Yet, mm -hmm. he already had a plan to save all of humanity. And I think that's what this is pointing to, is that there is 
there is already a design of salvation worked out in our lives. It's not necessarily like the little details of our lives, but the design of salvation. You see the difference. It's my salvation doesn't depend on whether or not I'm, you know, a youth minister or the director of religious education or a teacher or uh, a tile layer or, you know, some other trades or, or an insurance person. Like my salvation has nothing to do with that at all. It can affect it because within that are choices of moral and whatnot degrees. But at the end of the day, what God has designed is our salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my first impressions of this were uh, the line in sort of the second paragraph or stanza. Where can I go from your spirit, from your presence? Where can I flee? I uh, felt that in my life. Um Definitely a lot. Not just like physical places where I could possibly go. I mean, the physical places mentioned here, uh, like if I ascend to the heavens and you are there, if I lead on Sheol, those are just um, analogies for like, I can't escape you in my life. You're ever present. Yeah. And I've noticed the same thing with God. If, if I forget him, he's like, he's the ghost that haunts my dreams, like in the, in the deepest parts of my heart that long for, uh, what is good, what is true. I know that the answer can't be found anywhere else, but in him. Yeah. Uh, that ah, this, yeah, the spirit that we're given at baptism cries out to him. Um, like deep calls upon deep. I think that was one of the other Psalms. Uh, And this is especially true as a baptized Christian. Once you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, God being unified in himself as a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are in this union of perfect love. And once that spirit, a person of the Trinity is dwelling within you, you are a part of that union of love. Yep. So (laughs) you have the indwelling of Father, Son, and spirit. Absolutely. In trying to avoid and escape God through all these different ways, uh, you're going to probably recognize the fact that nothing satisfies you. Once you have encountered uh, the Holy Spirit in your life, nothing satisfies. Like, um, yeah, the sweetest things become dull. Yeah. In uh, only when you invite God into your experiences uh, do they start taking on meaning. That's another thing I've kind of encountered. Uh, Like when I I, like if I go off and try to have like a nice experience, I feel kind of empty, if that makes any sense. Like uh, I I, like, for instance, one time I, I was dealing with a lot of thoughts in my head and I need to clear my mind and it went off on a drive. I just I didn't care where I went. I literally I'm like, all right, I'm at this intersection. I'm going to take a right. Then I followed and I ended up in like New Lothrop, which is like a f- it's pretty it's like far a, away from my house. Is there even a light there? Uh, no, there's a light. it's literally all farm country. Yeah. And that's actually kind of close to where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like around that area, I was just like, <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going in this. But the entire time I was talking with God mm-hmm. in, in, in my mind, in my heart, because I was like discussing what was on my mind. And uh, it was it's really weird when you start taking up that conversation with God. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're talking to yourself because when you're talking to you're yourself, not. you're literally like the sound is only bouncing off the walls. It's not landing on anyone's ears. Right. But like, although I didn't hear this physical voice speak back to me, 
I knew God was present in listening. And I actually like I, f- I can't I can't say that I hear him ask questions sort of to draw the thoughts out of my mind. Like whenever you're in conversation with another person, uh, you generally you ask them questions to help them understand what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that with God. Yeah. In, in this moment in uh, it was really nice because by the end of the drive, I realized that I had come to a conclusion about the thoughts that I was dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. he's uh, considering, you know, certain decisions. And, and this was more than just time to process, right? This yeah. was like actually you having a, a real conversation with a being who communicates not through the normal language that we would understand, but through sensing and like movements of the inner the inner self yeah. and also honestly like physical at least i don't know about you but i i will often sense part of the language of god mm-hmm. is uh different sensations within the body as yeah. well as the mind and the soul yeah that that's definitely something that um that happens like for instance whenever god was calling me to be a missionary uh i had this like physical sensation on my heart it was like a weight but it, i could li- i could take my finger and i could point to where it was mm-hmm. and it didn't go away until i said yes and that was probably one of the more interesting uh moments where i knew that god was pressing me on something and uh calling me to action nice. but um yeah so i i just thinking about driving or going to different places um in bringing God along with me. I realize now that I gave up on giving up or I gave up on running away from God a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know when it was, but uh, whenever I'm faced with doubts, I, I find it harder to stop believing in God, like a lot harder than Mm -hmm. I used to. And even though I'm faced with like more uh, philosophically nuanced and more convincing uh, problems and arguments that are opposed to theism or Christianity, I I don't feel any bit more compelled to leave God. In fact, I bring these problems to prayer and talk to God. I'm like, hey, what's this about? Like, mm-hmm. I'm really kind of confused by this. And yeah. I don't know. Some I, I think I've come to some sort of grips with that feeling of where can I go from yeah. your spirit. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that too. It's there's this weird convict conviction in my life of there's been quite a few times um, that I have not gotten my way with things that I've wanted that have nothing to actually do with my salvation that actually have nothing to do with whether or not my relationship with God is healthy. It's just like I didn't want it, you know, like I, or I wanted something else. Um, and my my reaction was well fine whatever i'm just gonna go numb out you know like i'm just gonna go watch some shows that are like they're friendly to the heart it like there's like nothing negative about it whatsoever but i'm numbing out and that wasn't necessarily like my cognitive intent but it was just like i'm i just need a break that was kind of my my thought need a break uh so i would like do that and i know a lot of people will like turn to sports or turn to whatever and like honestly honestly these things are not bad in and of themselves and like doing these things in moderation is good obviously but um i was using it as like a, a place to hide and god found me even there you know like there gets to be a point where like at least for me 
maybe this is just because like the Lord and I have been doing this dance for so long where like it goes like maybe a span of three days and then the Lord's like, you're bored now. You're bored. You're bored with this. And like you'll even take it to the next level where like I used to thoroughly enjoy music, like all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. And I was having a hard time explaining to my coworker today um, because his dad was a DJ. Right. And like I had a hard time explaining to him what God has done in my heart recently, which is you're not going to find the same enjoyment from music as you used to. And that for most people, they're going to hear that and be like, what? But what God was doing is drawing me out of what is worldly and into his own heart. Like I will prefer a podcast on talking about God and philosophy in that. And like when I say philosophy, I mean, correct thinking and correct understanding of wisdom, um, philosophy meaning Greek for wisdom. Um, and also just silence, you know, like that's what I long for. And (laughs) I don't know. Why, why is that? And, and honestly, it's just the Lord calling me deeper into himself. You know, like I had a hard time explaining that to him without sounding like a nut. Uh, <laughs> so I just kind of left it at, you know, I just find it repetitive, which is also true. But like at the end of the day, the truth is that God is just calling me deeper and deeper into himself. And like, I may try to escape back into what is pleasing and what is like aesthetically good or like um of the the music science or the art science what should be pleasing and it's just it's just not in comparison to who god is and what he sounds like mm-hmm. you know i mean and i guess this is where it boils down to is that like in deep prayer in deep contemplation i have heard the choirs of angels and it is <laughs> it is life-changing is that that's that's it's i run out of words but like being able to hear that and then going back to you know just singing about a girl is it's not the same you know i guess i guess that's where i'm at do you have any other thoughts on on that because that's a deep passage that's a deep deep aspect of it of where can i go from your spirit yeah i don't know if any of our uh listeners kind of feel hidden away or 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 if they identify with hiding from God mm-hmm. or anything like that just know that he knows you <laughs> he 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 is completely aware of all of the good things that you've done all the bad things that you've done there's nothing no darkness that you can be present in no uh no hiddenness maybe in in sorrow and pain or maybe the kind of darkness is that you've just gone completely distant from God mm-hmm. or cold. Yeah. Or, or numb and numb, cold. Yeah. Numb and cold. Yeah. And um, if you're having a hard time believing Colton here, uh, I'm going to reiterate this. Mm-hmm. Darkness is not dark for you. Mm-hmm. And night shines as the day. Yeah. Darkness and light are as one. This is, this is the Holy spirit, just proclaiming this right to you, right to us. And when I say us, I mean me and Colton right here, right now, like it, <laughs> we are known and we are loved. Yeah. Just looking at my own life, my own mistakes, um, and what I could have done and you know, with the mistakes that I could have made throughout the years paired with the mistakes that I did make and then paired with my life post working on those kind of patterns that God, God called me out of that. Right. 
and I still made mistakes. I still make mistakes along the way, but he's still calling me through. And if he can call me, he can call you. Like, let my life be a witness to you in that. He's, he's not stopped. He has not stopped working for you. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something. I am looking for something right now. Um, this kind of drew my attention back to uh, Ephesians. Because I, I remember I did a little Bible study on Ephesians with some friends in high school. Uh, it's about bringing to light our, our uh, struggles in darkness so that they might become light. Like Paul, like instructing the Ephesians. Mm. Um, I know what you're referencing. Jesus talks about it too. I mean, he says that nothing will remain in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Paul is just encouraging, like, do it preemptively <laughs> before he's yeah. done in force. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, after a little searching, it was Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse like 11 through 14. So this talk about darkness and darkness being light to God, meaning that he can, it's as bright as day to him. Uh, This is Paul's instruction to the Ephesians. It says, take no part in fruitless works of darkness, rather expose them. For it is shameful to even mention things done by them in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So um, this idea that the things that we expose to the light, meaning presumably he's talking about exposing them to Christ, uh, who is the light in spirit, uh, exposing them to God actually transforms them. Mm-hmm. That once was in darkness is now in light. Yeah. So... Uh, that's the transforming power of God. Knowing first and foremost, you have to recognize that in our experience of darkness in the shadows, God can see us. God knows us. And by exposing these things to him, they become transformed. Uh, so as Catholics, we have, thankfully, the sacrament of reconciliation, wherein we uh, speak to a priest, a priest, excuse me, a priest. Uh, who is in the person of Christ uh, in the sacrament, meaning that he is standing in the, uh, he, he has the authority of Christ to forgive your sins because Christ gave him that authority. You know, we read in scripture, but needless to say, uh, whenever we expose our darkness, these sins that we've committed, God then transforms them into the grace that we need to become holy mm-hmm. become sanctified he takes the darkness and it makes it light going back to the psalms do you have any thoughts on that arthur um there's a freedom in acknowledging the fact that god knows our weaknesses and our brokenness and he still loves us and we can have the the freedom and the courage just to accept that and there's a freedom in that mm-hmm. like it's and it's an experiential one. If you've done it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, give it a try. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm going to highlight this. Uh, once again, like, do not have fear in bringing things to the light because it says here, I praise you because I am wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And then just pulling in this one more time, the creative power of God, how precious are to me. Your designs, oh God, how vast are the sum of them. Were I to count them, they were 
they would outnumber the saints. So, I mean, like the, this is us working with God, right? This is, this is God working all things for our good, you know? So these different things that we are holding in darkness, essentially that that's just like us. Here's the thing is to God, he knows them. He sees them to us. We are holding back from God. God's not going to not use you and your free will. Therefore, bring them to the light so that in the light, essentially you're just giving God the freedom to work with it Mm -hmm. and make something good from it, make something beautiful from it. Um, Just as God had did that with Adam and Jesus, right? Adam fell damning all all creation, all humanity to sin and to destruction. Through Christ, we have the ability to be saved and to live a life that is different. (laughs) And I think that's all I got to add. Yeah. I think uh, I would have something similar to add. Actually, this was the point I wanted to make. Uh, It was the last thing that drew my attention in the psalm. Uh, The last two verses, it says, probe me, God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts. See if there is a wicked path in me. Lead me along an ancient path Mm -hmm. to the challenge. uh, Yeah. Ask God uh, to probe your heart, to to reveal the parts of you that you have yet to discover. Ask him to try you so that the thoughts that you have might become known. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to be corrected. I think that's often a fear in people today is the fact that we're wrong a lot. Yeah. And uh, if you find that God points out something, don't have the knee-jerk reaction of closing everything off. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he's pointing something out to you, it's not to condemn you. Uh, Your condemnation after you're dead if you're, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to hell, that happens after you're dead. God does not condemn you while you're alive. In fact, uh, God, um, in his, in his justice gives us the grace that we need to become holy while we are alive. Trust him in that. And honestly, each breath that we take is an opportunity to choose what is good and to choose to choose just that, to choose the light, to choose God, to choose to love. Mm -hmm. And, this is okay. So the person saying this, probe me, God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, see if there's any wicked path in me. It's David, the same guy who in Psalm 51 pretty much admitted all of his wrongdoing. He all knows of his wicked paths. He knows the, the, the awful things he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And he's asking God, try my heart, you know, uh, see if I've grown. And if not, let's yeah. grow some more. Expose the wicked within me and lead me along holiness, mm-hmm. the path of holiness. Uh, ask yeah. God to do the same. And even if you've, if, even if you're a Christian and you've invited Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, uh, doing that constantly and consistently is necessary mm-hmm. to continue along the path of holiness. Yep. Uh, don't be afraid to ask God of these things because uh, you shouldn't be afraid to be holy. So yeah, that's 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 your challenge for the week. Ask God to try you to expose those dark things in your heart and be open to change. Be open to that correction of being led along the path of holiness. Uh, be open to those good things in your life. 
So once again, thank you so much for joining us this week. We are really looking forward to the next chapter in our podcast. Yes, we are. As we're going to be moving on to the topic of virtues. Uh, I think next week we're going to be talking about grace. Yes, next week we're going to be talking about grace. And Mm -hmm. um, that's how we're going to start off our virtues talk. We're going to lead in from like just talking about the ability that humans have to be good by our nature of being made in his image and likeness. But what we're doing is still doing everything by his grace. Um, and that being said, uh, if you are interested in reaching out to us, we have uh, a few ways that you can reach out to us. We have Instagram at uh, under an open heaven dot fire. Our Gmail is very similar, underanopenheaven.fire at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, you can always send us an email that way. We're also on Facebook, Under an Open Heaven. So uh, we are looking forward to maybe hearing from you, getting any feedback that you guys have. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I would like to thank some of the people that I know who uh, often listen, my cousins. I got Wendy oh, and doing Melissa. some shout outs. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Let's start. Why some not? Shout-outs. Uh, I know my dad listens sometimes. Hey, dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for, for anyone who listens in. Like, I, I was thinking, I was like, is, do I really have like things that are worth saying? Uh, but you'll never know unless you say something. Exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy that people give us a chance. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Since, since you're doing shout outs, you know what? I'm going to shout out my dad and, and Paul, my father-in-law. So um, they, they've been pretty darn faithful listeners and like haven't been encouraging me and giving, some, giving me some pointers, especially with editing a few things here and there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I've been very appreciative of that. So thank you both. Uh, I appreciate both both uh critiques i want to get better at this you know the editing is that's the tricky part i think it's easy to talk it's hard to listen to yourself be like oh i make so many <laughs> i'm sure you have to listen to yourself over and over again yep. like all right what do i have to cut <laughs> so uh yeah we, we've we've got more stuff coming down the road uh for you guys so uh please we love having you uh listen in and we'll be with you again next week god bless